This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Swing high for a to right center, and the Braves have won it! There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. A walk-off homer from Freeman, and the Braves win it! Welcome and happy holidays, everybody. This is Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast from MLB.com, virtually via Zoom, alongside Director of Braves Alumni Relations and 95 World Series champ, Greg McMichael. And uh, Greg, it's holidays are here. I'm proud to report that it's all of my Christmas shopping was done by December 1st, and that is a record by a lot for me. I'm usually literally Christmas Eve, still wrapping it up. No, no pun intended. Uh, People are going to think I meant that. I did. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, But I'm done. So I'm just, uh, I'm enjoying, uh, you know what I'm enjoying? I'm enjoying just listening to the music and all that. And I'm enjoying Atlanta Braves award season because that's what this also is. We got all the holidays, but it's award season for the Atlanta Braves too. What did you just go all Visa gift cards or something? I mean, I had a few Amazon rewards points saved up. (laughs) Uh, You know, I had some, I do have some gift cards I've been uh, using. So yeah, yeah, I just, I just got it all. I just got it all done, you know? Well, I mean, you know, I've been under the gun because I, uh, I moved at the beginning of November. So I haven't even sniffed any Christmas gifts. Um, And I have a daughter that has a birthday in December. So I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm way behind, but I'm, I'm enjoying um, fireplace. That's a big thing. I've got, I got my wood delivered. Well, I shouldn't say that. I went out and cut all the wood. Hey, no, yeah, actually, actually got some wood delivered and been uh, doing, uh, doing some fires. And that's been just phenomenal. The weather's been a little cool. So I, I've been enjoying that, but I honestly have not even thought about Christmas shopping yet. Well, here's all right. Get, prepare yourself for a t- for a horribly cheesy segue. All right, of having wood delivered, a lot of hardware has been delivered to uh, Brave players' houses this off season. Greg, there That's we right. go. I can hear people <laughs> booing in their cars right now for that horrible segue. Uh, no, boy, this has been a fun uh, fun season. Obviously, our last episode we had Freddie Freeman on after he was named the National League MVP, which was great. Um, since then, he's he's continued to rack up awards. He won the Hank Aaron Award, which if if you haven't seen some of the the video clips from that, really really cool. Hank himself. Uh, 
connected with Freddie on MLB Network via Zoom, and we put it out on the Braves, uh, Braves Twitter and uh, social media accounts. Uh, just really, really cool. Hank talking to, to Freddie and, and with Freddie hanging out with Charlie, his young son, with him, and uh, that was very cool. Freddie also named, along with Marcelo Zuna, uh, to the All MLB First Team. Ronald Acuna was All Second Team, and also on the first team was today's guest, Max Freed. One of our, I think we got two aces on this staff personally with he and Mike Soroka. So uh, one of our aces who, who all MLB first team, uh, he can add that to his gold glove that he won earlier this offseason. So it seems like every day we, we got Braves winning awards and why wouldn't we? I mean, they they had a, just a fantastic season and all well-deserving. Yeah. Um, Max, though, has been somebody, Greg, I think I've, I've mentioned it before on Behind the Braves. I'm not sure when, but I, I feel like I have. Um, Max Free was somebody I saw in person for the first time. I don't remember if it was spring training 2016 or 2017, but it was before uh, he made his major league debut. I watched him pitch a sim game on a backfield um, at spring training. And he was facing big league hitters. And he was on that day. I'm just blowing guys away. Um, and I just remember coming away from that just being in awe of his curveball. Um mm. And then he, of course, since then, he's just, he's, he's, as you talk about with him in the interview, he's, he's gone from, well, he's become a veteran big league pitcher, like a, a, a an elite one at that, I'd say. So um, it's been fun to watch that evolution of him from, from minor leaguer and prospect to, uh, to ace pitcher and uh, a, a, what I think is going to be a perennial Cy Young contender. Um and just well-spoken, uh, laid-back kind of guy. I'm, I'm always fascinated by these guys that are just – they seem like he just seems so cool, calm, laid-back. And then when it's his day, he you, he's got that look in his eyes. I mean, if you, you look at him facing Trevor Bauer, who won the Cy Young this year, and first game of the postseason, or really all throughout this 2020 season, Max just has this bulldog look on his face. Like this is – you know, the ball is mine. This is my mound. We're winning today. Um, and so it's just, it, it's kind of that perfect mix, you know. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, just pitcher to pitcher, like watching Max pitch. Uh, and I know being around him a little bit too, like what, Max the pitcher and the person. I mean, just when we talk about Max Freed, what, what comes to mind for you? Well, first of all, I I can't help but think back uh, from a, a player who we've had on, a former player we've had on the podcast, Steve Avery. Uh, just there's a lot about him that reminds me, um, reminds Max of, uh, reminds me of Steve. When I watch Max pitch and, you know, with the big curveball being a lefty fastball, um, I think Max has a little bit better mechanics than Steve had, but Steve had all the game in the world. There's a term in sports that says that, you know, that, that game will travel. And um, and Max, everything he does, he alludes to the fact that uh, there was a, a big change for him was confidence in, in our interview with him and that he feels like every time he goes out there, he gives his chance, his team a chance to win. And as a fan and as a as an employee of the Braves, I watch a lot of baseball just like you do. I've been around a lot of baseball, and I have confidence every time he goes out there that we're winning the game. So I, I'm very impressed, like you. I'm very impressed with with his game, how it's evolved, but just his demeanor, uh, how he competes, 
how he's he's been consistent over the last two years. Uh, you look at how he commands not only just one pitch, but three pitches. He's he's developing. He developed his slider. Uh, he had the great curveball. He's got a couple different fastballs that he's developed. You know, he had the good four seamer, but he's he's making the ball move a little bit. And then I've seen some change-ups from him at times, uh, which is probably his fourth or fifth pitch. But I just believe that Max is is here to stay, just like when you see the confidence we have in Mike Soroka and how his game travels, how he is – you just believe you're, nobody's beating us today when he's out there on the mound because he's going to do all the right things. He may not have his best stuff, but he's going to be able to uh, compete and, and get you a win just because the way he commands the mound, he pitches, and um, he's going to find some way to get the guys out. So I, I feel the same way about Max, and I, I, I don't see him slowing down. Obviously, we don't know about injuries. He's already gone through Tommy John, so we don't have to worry about that. But uh, the, he doesn't seem to have a whole lot of stressful innings, and I think you could say that about Mike too. When you comm- When you have command of your stuff – and you are a pitcher that can throw multiple pitches in multiple locations at multiple speeds, you don't have as much stress. But when you don't command uh, your pitches, there's a lot of stress because it's ball one, ball two, and you're trying to throw harder and harder. And they just put a lot of stress on your arm and on your on yourself mentally. I don't see that out of Max. Did he pitch in big games? Yes, he's pitched in. I looked at – he's pitched in – 20, I think, uh, postseason games now, 20 or 30 postseason games. Um, so he's been in some big games. He's been at, you know, anywhere from the wild card game to the NLDS to the NLCS. Uh, so he's pitching big games, but he doesn't seem to pitch in a lot of stress winnings. And that's only because he gets the job done early. He gets ahead. So I like that about him. And I think that's just a great sign that he's going to be around for a while. Uh, barring injury and uh, being a, a really good pitcher because he, you can tell he's learning. He's learning something every year. He's doing the right things. And so it's very exciting for us as a Braves fan. And for me as a Braves fan, just to know that, you know, you signed Charlie Morton, you sign, you've got Mike Soroka, you've got Max Fried, and then you've got these other guys that are shown glimpses, Bryce Wilson, and um, Kyle Wright, who's shown glimpses that they're close to turning the corner. So, man, I mean, I'm just – I couldn't be any more excited about this pitching staff uh, because I know that that's going to be the heartbeat. That's the heartbeat of your team. You're pitching in defense, and then, you know, we've got the bats that can keep us and sustain us as a, as a, a perennial contender. So, I, I think um, all this stuff is just uh, – it's just very positive for us, and I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. Same here. You know, I love what Alex and the front office have done early in this offseason. Essentially, I mean, the rotation is it's it's I mean, first of December and the rotation's ready to go basically for the next year because you've got Max, you know you've got Max atop the rotation. Mike is rehabbing from the Achilles injury, obviously. So, you know, you hope maybe he'll be ready to start of the season, but signing Charlie Morton, Andrew Smiley, and having Max and having Ian Anderson. Uh, and having these, yeah, I forgot guys. about Ian. Oh my gosh, yeah, and well, what, what a performance he had! Sure, I mean, there's your number three guy right there, number two guy or mm-hmm. number three with with Charlie Morton. Exactly. So, 
you know, this gives this gives obviously just depth in general, but it gives you the depth that Soroka, he's maybe he's not ready till May or June. And you don't that's not something there's no need to rush him. Um, so you let him tell you when he's ready or let his body tell us when he's ready to go. But once he's back, you've got him, you've got Max, you've got Ian. You've got Charlie Morton. You've got Drew Smiley. Now, obviously, let's say Mike is ready opening day. How often is it that the starting five you planned on having opening day are actually your starting five? I mean, stuff happens. Injuries happen. Never. Certain di- it certainly didn't in 2020, right? It didn't. No, <laughs> my gosh. If there's ever an illustration of that, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. yeah look uh, at who pitched in the NLCS. I mean, that's pretty amazing when you think about the guys. Totally. Uh, completely yeah. amazing. And it's just set up perfectly, though, because you have the good mix of your established young guys at the front end in the middle. And and I, with with Charlie Morton there, you know he's a gamer too, so you can put him at the front end or in the middle. And Drew Smiley's an experienced veteran, and then yeah. that gives you these guys that we've mentioned: Kyle Wright, Bryce Wilson, Tukey. Maybe Tukey gets into that conversation. Uh, Waskar, maybe he's in there. You never know. Um, but it gives these all these other guys like potentially. Uh, it gives you a choice of whichever one of those guys is ready to take that next step. And like you said, I think we've seen glimpses from multiple of those guys that they're going to or they're on the verge of it. But whichever one is the next one who's ready to, then he'll win that spot that whenever it comes comes around. So I'm just excited, and I, I think our the front office is not that they consult us, but this was just me on the outside looking in. Like their goals now for the rest of the offseason have to be pretty clear And that, number one, you have to fill Ozuna's spot. And whether that's bringing back Ozuna or – if he goes elsewhere, finding somebody else to put in that spot, I think you do that. And then, you know, maybe depending on what the market is, you know, one or two bullpen arms. Uh, I'd love to bring back one or two of the guys that were here before, but we'll, you know, who knows how that's going to shake out. But uh, boy, with with that rotation, I'm just I'm so excited to watch it next yeah. year. I mean how quickly things can change from the middle way through the 2020 season sure. uh, to, to where we are now heading into 2021. We even heading into the postseason last year uh, with, with Max stepping up the way he did, Ian Anderson stepping up the way he did. It's just really exciting. Well, and the, and the unsung heroes uh, of the season were really the bullpen. I mean, those guys were rock solid. And I don't, uh, I don't think they were really unsung because everybody knew it. we wouldn't have gotten to where we were without that bullpen. Um, because they held their own and they were just solid the whole season. So, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with them, but um, maybe we won't need as much from that bullpen if we if we establish this, this rotation. turns out to be what we think it should be. You won't have to have six studs down in the bullpen. I mean, that's really difficult to do. A lot of those guys are going to be in demand. You know, people are going to be coming off from them a lot of money because of, uh, you know, how they perform. So we may not be able to keep all of them, but, but we'll see. But, yeah, it was, it was an exciting year, just the fact that we got to see live baseball and the fact that we did something that nobody there, again, we weren't picked to, to win it. And then when things started going south, it didn't look very good for the Bravos. So, uh, but what a turnaround. Of course, Snit, uh, another another unbelievable year for him. Did a great job managing this group of men and um, can't say enough about him. I mean, he could have won man. I, I would have given him manager of the year award again. I mean, just for what he had to put up. But, you know, a lot of people had had to put up a lot of things. It's hard to 
not look at what the Marlins did and, and then um, certainly what the Braves did, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so what, but what a, uh, what an exciting team. And I don't see that changing much in 2021. Yeah, and Snit, you know, to Snit did win. We'll shout out Baseball America. They did give Snit their Manager of the Year award. Oh yeah, there you go. So right. you know, so Snit picked up some some hardware this this off season too, as he's been doing a lot of the last couple <laughs> of years. Uh, last thing for me before we we get into Max's interview, just talking about Max, and you'll hear me talk touch on this in the interview a little bit. When we found out uh, from uh, Braves Media Relations that we were going to be able to have. Max on and, and shout out to our wonderful media relations team uh, who are just a, they were they're great to work with. And uh, so shout out to them for for making this interview happen with Max. Um, I kept thinking about like in, in lead up to it, like what what I wanted to ask Max. And I just kept thinking back to when the rebuild started and. He if you think about it, I think the step one, not that this is like an official like like thing you're going to find anywhere, but we all know the timeline of it, the, when the rebuild started, it was after the 2014 season. Mm. Uh, the first trade was the, the Jason Hayward to the Cardinals for, for Shelby Miller and Tyrell Jenkins. But at some point thereafter, one of the trades uh, that we made with the Padres, we got Max Freed back. Um, mm. And I remember reading about that trade and seeing, okay, who are these guys, these few players we got coming back yeah. and I remember reading Upton, Upton, Malik Smith, yeah, yeah, and and some of those get 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 mixed up in in my head a little bit of like who which one was which because it was a bunch. It was like six guys. I mean, it, it was a bunch of guys that got traded out. There. It was a bunch, and then there was the the next trade with the Padres uh, the day before the 2015 season started. With, uh, that's with, right, which involved an Upton and Craig Kimbrell, and and so <laughs> and you had people coming back in that one too. So, um, but I believe yeah, I believe the Justin Upton trade was when Max. Uh, came back, but I remember reading about him and reading the scouting report on him. And like, he, he was kind of the centerpiece quote unquote of that deal at the time. And so I just kept thinking back to those days of the rebuild and wondering all these prospects that we were acquiring in trades or high in the draft and all that kind of stuff, kind of wondering which ones are going to be the guys that really step up for us and help us turn this thing around. And he was one early on that a lot of people mm. said they thought he, he could be one of those yeah. guys. And uh, boy, they've turned out to be right. So it's just, it's been so much fun to watch this go. I just kept thinking back to that time six years ago when, when uh, we're requiring prospects and wondering what's that going to be like, what's it going to be like to go watch us go through this process. And man, it's been something now looking back on it, maybe it wasn't fun at the big league level for a little while, no. but it's been fun. Well, you know, and it, it wasn't all rosy because remember when we did that trade, Max wasn't even pitching because he had Tommy John. Right. So you think about the centerpiece as a guy who's hurt. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't know what's, I mean, we all think that, okay, yeah, every Tommy John surgery works out perfectly fine and these guys come back for a heart. That's not the reality of it. I mean, there's still people that don't come back. There's people that have, I mean, just ask Brandon Beachy. I mean, he's had two or three of them. Uh, Medlin's had a couple. Boylan's had, I mean, there's there's not, those aren't always uh, work out the way they're supposed to be. And here we make a trade. Uh, you know, Justin, Justin Upton, is, you know, is a big-time player. And, and, you know, Malik Smith was supposed to be, you know, a, a potential future prospect. And, and then here we get back a guy who's hurt. <laughs> so, but it's just amazing fast forward, like you said. And then, wow, we came out smelling like a rose on that one. Yeah. 
Sure did. It's just, it's been a fun process to watch. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, the, the 2020 season, we're far enough removed from that now that I just, I'm, it was a great season. It didn't end the way we wanted to, but we're far enough removed from that ending that I am just, and I'm so encouraged by the moves that have been made thus far. Uh, can't wait to see what moves are going to be made next. And, and I'm just very encouraged to see and can't wait to watch whether it's opening day or the second day of the season, whenever it is to watch Max Fried back out there on the mound. And uh, I think he's going to be, you know, I think he's what, 26 years old. I think he's going to be in that Cy Young conversation for, uh, for the next few years to come. I mean, he's where we saw him really turn some corners this year and become again, becoming that elite level pitcher. And uh, side note, I don't, I don't sit here and analyze all of the best pickoff moves in baseball, but I'll put his up against anybody's. That's for yeah. sure. I can't yeah. see that anybody could have one better. So, all righty. Well, you've probably listened to us long enough. Um, a, if, be like me and get your shopping done now. Don't be like Greg McMichael and wait around. <laughs> um, but B, much more importantly, uh, yeah, let's let's get to him. Here he is, Max Fried. Just tied him up. Nine strikeouts for Fried. Doing great. Appreciate you joining us. This is a lot of fun, exciting night for you. Were you surprised? Uh, yeah, I was uh... – I mean, it's not something that I've really, really ever expected, but it's uh, definitely nice to kind of have that, yeah. that recognition, but uh, definitely, definitely surprised to get hear the news. Yeah, well-deserved. Um, another monster year for you. And, uh, I, you know, obviously I'd, I'd say I'd speak for Ricky too. We're not surprised. I mean, you, you've been, you put two really good years back to back and, and uh, it's great to see you get 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 noticed for that. Uh, we didn't have an All Star game this year, so I guess this is their this is their replacement for that All MLB team. So congratulations for that. So uh, well, this is behind the Braves. We appreciate you joining us, and uh, we we just love to talk to you here for a little bit. And I don't know if you had time to process the 2020 season. I know it's not been too long yet, but is it is it uh, any of it sunk in? Bits and pieces. Uh, it's for the most part. It's kind of you look back and you know that like what we have accomplished, and you look at it more of from a team aspect. And uh, for for me, it's kind of I guess it's kind of settling in and sinking in now. But for the most part, it's it's been really really weird and strange just because of everything that we went through with the protocols and being able to, you know, seeing the same guys every single day for the three, four months that we were together and not being allowed to see anyone else. So it's, uh, it's kind of just adjusting lifestyles again, just cause you're so locked down and you're so in your own, in your own world, basically of the bubble. Even when we weren't in the bubble, we were essentially in a bubble. So, uh, just taking some time to be able to hang out with some family and, uh, but to be honest, I've, I just, after the playoffs, I, I kind of just got back to work and I'm just ready for 2021 already looking forward to that. Yeah, I bet I, I've been down at the stadium helping out with some of the batting practices and I've seen, you know, Mike and Freddie and a couple of the guys out there already throwing. And I know that it's off season mode now for you. Uh, one uh, other question I had for you was just kind of curious that when you when you transition to your off season, what does that look like on a daily basis? I, I know that as a pitcher, 
I didn't like to take a whole lot of time off. I was, I would start playing catch right away. How do you guys approach it? And specifically, how do you approach it nowadays with um, what, what's your kind of feel for the off season and when does it start? My off season starts pretty quick. Uh, in a normal year, I probably give myself maybe a week or a little bit more, but uh, this year, just with everything that happened and how, just how mentally uh, grueling this whole season was, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> no worries. Back. Uh, but I just had to take a, a good mental break, honestly. And for me, it was just, I needed to kind of get away and just like decompress for a little bit. And then for me, it was all about how, what can I do from this point to get better and build upon this year that I had this year? Cause I just want to keep getting better. And at the end of the day, I want to help us win championships and get back and, you know, get to the world series, get back to the LCS, you know, finish it off and kind of cap it off with that, that world series championship. Well, Max, first of all, thanks for joining us. Um, I, so I've been a Braves fan my whole life, but it, 2015 was my first where I went from being a fan to to working with Major League Baseball and, and the Braves. And so there was a bit of a shift there just in in my life and how I, I viewed baseball. And that was also the same year that the rebuild kind of started with, with the Braves. And things were a bit rough for the big league team. I mean, there, there weren't, weren't a lot of wins. And so as I was showing up to the ballpark every day and in the press box every day, one of my things, especially in 2016, was I was looking at the minor league recaps from the night before and reading the box scores and checking the minor league app. And it was me and people I work with all kind of had this enthusiasm and we were kind of giddy at times, like particularly watching the 2016 Rome Braves team, the second half of that year and what you guys were doing. And we were all kind of thinking forward, like, man, how cool is it going to be if this core group of guys makes it to the big league? And that's when we turn it around up here. And to watch you, uh, Mike Soroka, I'm trying to think who else on that team, Acuna, Austin Riley, I think Mentor was maybe in the bullpen on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching you guys uh, flourish down there and waiting for you to get up here was an exciting time for us. What was that like for you guys, like forming that bond then and then bringing it all the way to the big leagues? I mean, I, I assume you kind of learned how to win together down there and you brought that with you uh, on your way up through the system. Uh, no, you make a good point that uh... – it is kind of special to be able to have a big group of guys play together in the low minors and then, you know, work their way up. Um, I, I think the, the biggest one was, I think, I think for us as a group, we just knew that we had a lot of talent. Um, there are a lot of guys still down, you know, in the minor leagues are still contributing that like they see that and to be able to have those, that group of guys. And I can look to my right and left, whether it's, you know, Austin or Ronald or Mike, like you said, or, you know, even Tukey and guys like that, that you come up together, you know who you are, they kind of keep you grounded. So you never get too high, too low, but these guys also push you. Um, One of the biggest things for me is I know how hard every single guy works and it only pushes me to do that much more, whether it's on the field, in the off seasons for workouts, for workouts in between starts, you know that every single person is going to be working their tail off to be able to contribute. And at the end of the day, just try to help the team win. So um, there was a good 
fundamental uh, plan down in the minor leagues that was um, we're going to make sure that we try to be the best complete baseball players that we can be good team guys. And I think that the, the chemistry that you, that we felt in that 2016 Rome team is very similar to the way that we have the chemistry in the clubhouse with in the big league club where everyone gets along. There's, there's not really clicks, you know, the whole entire clubhouse really um, meshes well. And you have a lot of young guys, especially on this big league team. You have a lot of young guys and a lot of old, uh, you know, older veteran guys that get along and kind of have a good veteran presence that these young guys can learn from to kind of soften that curve, that learning curve. And uh, to be able to have that and to have those guys as resources has been completely invaluable. Great. Hey, Max, watching you over the last um, four years with the Braves, you know, when you first, your first couple seasons, I saw some semblance of what I see a lot of young guys where the throttle is wide open. You know, you're coming in, your fastballs at max velocity, you're trying to throw the nastiest hammer every time. Then all of a sudden, um, the year before last, I saw a change. You know, I saw a lot of pitching going on. I saw you tone it down a little bit. Your focus went to location. Your focus was on your movement and, and you, you were competing, not that you weren't competing all four seasons, but I just saw something different. I saw an, you know, the evolution of your game. When did that happen for you mentally? Um, because it's obviously with the two great seasons you put back to back, there's been a big transition for you. And, and it really, um, you, you look, you went from a young player to a veteran pitcher really quickly. And um, I don't know if it was in the off season. It was during the season. What uh, explain, you know, to us just a little bit what when when that happened mentally for you. I I think I think the biggest thing for me was confidence. Um, yeah, I got called up in 2017 off a pretty rough year in Double A. That uh, you know, the next year in 18, I was kind of up and down, you know, consistently. So I never really had too much time to really settle myself in every time I got an opportunity it was basically it was two things of me either like I have to showcase myself to say like there's a reason why that you know I can stick around but also for my own self is saying is my stuff good enough to play at this level you know this is the the top level of baseball in the world a lot of times when you first get there you you don't know how your stuff stacks up especially uh, being a younger player. And I think it was a, a big mix of getting that experience, having some success, um, really just putting kind of that pedal of the metal and saying, this is everything I got, being as vulnerable as I am on the mound, saying this is everything that I have as a player and it's either going to be good enough and I'm going to succeed or it's not. And you know what? That's just the way it is. So once I kind of came to terms with that, um, I kind of just able to go out there and play and get back to pitching and setting guys up and being able to locate and doing those things. But a lot of it had to do with my teammates and coaches and everyone around me injecting confidence into me, just saying, Hey, we believe in you. We know that you're going to go out there and give everything you have. You know, we believe that we're, you know, we're going to win when you take them out. And when you have a group of guys, you know, as great as we do, you want to go out there and win that for them. Um, that was kind of 
I, I felt like I was able to get that a little bit in the second half of 19. And I kind of just took it that I really took it into this year where I just wanted to go out there and try to win every single game. I didn't care uh, whether it was, you know, I was going nine innings or five innings or whatever that I could do that day to lay it out on the line and give my team the best chance to win. That was as simple as I kind of kept it in my head. Mm. Okay. So Max, I am um, a little less serious question or laid back <laughs> question, I guess. Um, so and obviously we're all, this is, we're living in different times right now where we're all kind of having to stay in a lot more than we'd like and all that, but let's fast forward or rewind to when we're kind of living in a, a normal world what does max free like to do in his downtime what are some fun things you like to do is it golf video games something uh, something else uh well before baseball was really i really enjoy watching basketball so that's kind of like my other sport outlet um but you know mostly in season like i really enjoy i really enjoy playing video games um especially during covid it was it was probably the biggest lifesaver because you're not technically allowed to hang out with your teammates in season. You're supposed to stay in your own rooms and all that. So video games is a really good outlet to be able to interact and still hang out with the guys, but doing it socially distanced. So, um, you know, for, for us during the year, we, we had probably close to two thirds of the team traveling with their, you know, video game units playing, you know, whether it was call of duty or Fortnite or whatever video games, uh, you know, guys were playing at that time, but I uh, really, really enjoy playing those, uh, just being able to interact with the guys. And then mm. I'm, you know, I'm a sucker for some Netflix with TV shows and movies and <laughs> just being able to kind of relax and decompress and, and watch some good TV. Mm. Who's, who's the best either Call of Duty or Fortnite player on the team and who's the worst? <laughs> well, I would say the best gamer would be Luke Jackson. Um, you know, extremely passionate, obviously has his own, uh, esports team. So he's, uh, now he was also our representative for the, uh, that, uh, the MLB, the show, uh, mm-hmm. little tournament, the players tournament that happened. So yeah, did watch that. Uh, I was pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. Uh, no, he did well. He's, he's very entertaining. And to be honest, I, I don't really know who would be, quote unquote, the worst. Um, <laughs> well, I hope somebody writes a book and I'm sure they will uh, from a player's perspective on what happened this year, because I don't think any of us really know. I mean, I know what it's like to the grind of 162 game season, just playing that physically, mentally, the tra- you know, the travel, everything. But what you guys went through with all the protocols. I know I talk, you know, Fred Stone helps us with fantasy camp. And of course I've known John Holland forever. And, and, um, you know, I know from their end, what a stressful year it was, but, you know, from your guys, I don't think we'll ever understand exactly what you had to go through to pull the season off and then still compete at a very high level. But I hope we get a little bit of insight someday if somebody writes a book about the 2020 season, because I'm sure it'll be fast, a fascinating read. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was definitely unique. Uh, that's for sure. It's, uh, it's something hopefully we don't have to ever do or experience again, but I know that everyone was really happy to kind of get baseball back and, after having that downtime at home, uh, sitting and waiting to if it was going to come back or if it wasn't, and there was a lot of uh, 
a lot of it in limbo and up in the air. So mm. the fact that we were able to come back, play, even though it was in front of fans that, you know, mm-hmm. we missed completely, it's, uh, it was definitely one experience, one hell of an experience. Well, hey, I, I love watching my old games and all the playoff games of the Braves, but I even got sick of them. I mean, we we had so many Zoom calls, and and I was like, all right, we need some live. We know what happened in '96. We know what happened in '95. I mean, I'm ready for some some new content myself. But so, uh, yeah, we were so excited when when we uh, got the season going. Yeah, and uh, speaking for me and for folks we work with and for fans, uh, we all very very much appreciate what you guys sacrificed and went through uh in order to give us a baseball season and for all of Braves country i mean what a that was a hell of a season and i look forward to more and more years of that and uh you know i feel like each year for you guys the last couple of years has been then you keep taking that next step and that has me so excited to watch you guys next year because i think this team is just primed and ready to to make it to the world series and uh man i'm i'm just excited so thank you guys for uh for such a great season no, well, no, it's uh, we got a lot of really hungry guys and a lot of really good guys that makes it easy to kind of be out there and play hard and that are extremely passionate about the game. So it's uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. So we're we're definitely really happy to do it. Well, congrats, Max. Um, we look forward to seeing you have a great off season and and uh, enjoy your your rest. And I'm sure you're going to get at it and come back, uh, pick up right where you left off. So have a great off season. All right. No, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks Thanks for joining us. Hey, Braves country. We just wanted to remind you to rate review and subscribe behind the Braves presented by Billy Reed on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, Stitcher, braves.com slash behind the Braves or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on behind the Braves. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.